Welcome. We have uh, Jeff Cole G from Supermind, and this is our uh, our first podcast after the long break, summer break. And uh, well, welcome. Uh, I got to give a shout out to DGI. These these are these mics are great. Um, really streamlining the podcast experience. Um, but hey, this is all stuff that uh, listener doesn't really care about <laughs> unless they're noticing the clear clarity. And we're enjoying some clarity, as that's kind of the whole point of uh, your calling, sir, Mr. G, who uh, has analyzed over one million minutes of neurobrain feedback and uh, has basically seen uh, countless brains uh, and has fallen in love with the data of, of, uh, you know, these various frequencies and um, brain regions, basically neuro... Uh, neuroplasticity is a real thing, and um, Jeff Cole here uh, specializes in changing people's brains for better, right? Turning them from fear to love, and uh, so anxiety to, um, you know, I guess security and also um, peace of mind. And that's your new book. You have a book coming out, right? I do, yes. Uh, they call me G because I spell Jeff with a G, so a lot of people call me G. You can also call me Jeff, and my book is How to Live Anxiety-Free. Okay. And the uh, basis of my work for the last 20 years, coming to fruition and teaching people uh, how to live, really, uh, with a lot of peace and calm in their lives, knowing how they want to live, and actually programming their nervous system to support that. So the process that I teach is getting to know how neuroplasticity shapes how your nervous system is going to show up on a daily basis. And then guiding that. Otherwise, your animal instincts are in charge, which is laced with that fight and flight instinctual survival mechanisms, which get in the way all day long, every day. So, right, right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, our brain, we, we, we developed our brain over millions of years where the world was definitely a lot a lot more uh, filled with danger, um, you know, wild animals. We were basically running around in a wild zoo, you know. That's right. And we had to watch, and people were not living till 80 on, on you know, with the latest med- medical science. No, we, we did not have uh, such certainty available to us. Um, such, uh, I guess... That's actually a big root of the problem. Because if we were wandering around the Serengeti alone, then we were going to get eaten. And so we have an intrinsic desire to belong to a group of humans so that we can be safer. And unfortunately, once we were in that group, and they call groups of humans tribes, so it's really all about the tribal mechanisms and the herd instincts that cause people, once they get in the group, to figure out, how am I going to stay in the group? And so our unconscious is constantly surveying the group of humans to figure out how to make sure that we don't end up in the back. Because the guys in the back get eaten by the lions, tigers, and bears that are chasing the back? Them. Or, the, yeah, the outside of the tribe, the group. Oh, so wandering. the being in the center was, like, really valued thing? Exactly. Yeah. And that's part of the nervous system intrinsic belief and desire for survival. It's either the middle or the top so that mm. everyone is going to protect you. Right. And now, there's a lot of problems with being the leader. One, everyone else wants to be the leader. Right. <laughs> so now you have inter-tribal warfare. 
to figure out who's going to be in charge. And then there's the alpha male challenging the alpha male, which is just part of that whole tribal mechanism. So once you get into the group for safety, you figure out that, hey, I'm actually not very safe in the group either. If you're the leader. Now, in the middle, you're usually a little better. However, most of us, in the very, very beginning of life, when we're little babies, kind of believe that we're supposed to be the leaders. Everyone's supposed to do what we want. We're supposed to cry and get fed. How is that leading? Yeah. <laughs> well, you demand and you're given. Okay. Right? And the leader has the pack. Well, then we soon figure out real quick, oh, that's not really how it's working. And so a lot of confusion ensues for our nervous system. Which is why that it's you know, hard for a lot of people to really get to know themselves. Why knowledge of self is so important. Because it doesn't come all that naturally. Because really our nervous system is surveying that group of people that we call the tribe or the family or whatever. To see, hey, how am I going to be the most valued? So I don't get left behind. How can I get served by all these people? And that doesn't really happen very often. And even if it does, a lot of us are left feeling like I'm missing something. Because that's not really what living life is about. Just being safe. Right. I think there's a feeling, there's, a good, there's an inherent insecurity in the world, in, in our nervous systems, where I believe it's, I mean, I feel it, this inherent dignity right, and respect. But I, it's almost like a whole other world. Like, if you're in the fear world, you're going to be scared of people, and that's going to come back at you, and it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. But if you look at everyone with dignity and love, like, a, like an image of God and a likeness, well, you get that back, right? And so it's how to teach people to look with love, right? And it's really a different playscape. It's a different world completely uh, when you're out of the fear game. Right. Um, you're playing around in the love game, and you're noticing things being connected, and, and, and you're forgetting things, and they're smacking you again. And that's joy, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's all about, you know, forgetting and, and remembering something that you set up a long time ago or something, you know? And so I study the heights of joy, right? I've been doing this my whole life. I've been, I guess, committed to staying in the now at all times, probably since I was like 20, 22. And that has led me to, you know, leverage expression as a method of getting out, clearing my mind of anything that might be in there and using self-talk affirmations. So, the reason we're talking here is, um, well, I was curious, uh, because I read about some French monk who was uh, claimed to be the happiest man in the world. Uh, and I was like, well, <clears throat> uh, I would love to see, if you have a test and, and some numbers on that, well, I would love to be surrender myself for those same tests. And so I was like, well, I'm going to ask my therapist what she thinks, and she recommended you. Um, and uh, so I, I spoke with the team. I set up a meeting, and we did it. We did your neurofeedback session, um, which we'll talk about probably later. But basically, you know, you kind of played back something uh, unique and, and customized based on my brain activity to me and my ears so I can hear some, some relay or, of some sort. But more importantly, also tested out, you know, just my resting gamma waves, right? Which is like at rest state without any intention or anything, you know, what is my brain uh, kind of like rippling out into the environment? And so that was big for me to, to really see the brain as the main output of the filter. And then the heart as the true receiver, you know? 
And so I, I more than ever have a more clear picture that truly we receive and open to grace and open to God's will with our hearts. And then it's, it's literally our, how clear is our filter for, you know, what comes back out and, and is kind of felt in, 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 this, in this environment, right? And so I think it just gives people a pow- realizing the power of their brain is rippling whatever's going on. You know, it's having an effect, right? Um, and so, yeah, I guess uh, how to follow from that. Well, uh, well it's, it's that heart-brain connection that's actually wired in our nervous system. And what, exactly what you're saying is the power that emanates when it's in alignment without areas that have trapped, you know, That's fears. the ego, trapping, right? Like kind of well, like so, yeah. getting the lost ego in the daydream. Ego is like the, the answer to the fears. Right. Right. How do you overcome? Reactivity. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, why am I better than that? Or, you know, why, what do I deserve? What do I want to get? You know, which is based on a fear because the reality is you don't need anything. No. And you don't have to be better than anything. And so when you have that really strong love, heart, brain connection, the flow of the energy for it to be powering outward uh, beyond your body into as far as it, you, know, you can have it go is in the nervous system, is in the gamma waves, uh, which is very different than the gamma waves that are not the brain waves. Uh, the brain waves are named specifically for brain waves in the order they discovered their purpose. Oh, really? It has nothing to do with what they look like or what they do. What does gamma look like? Well, it has nothing to do with that. It's very, very, very fast and very bright. So there's a lot of light. Okay. And in, in reality, it's not like that? Is that what you're saying? Oh, it is. It is? Yeah. Okay, but just like alpha. Like, but the word gamma doesn't mean that. Right, right, right. So you go back. <laughs> so it has nothing to do with the meaning okay. of gamma. <laughs> it wasn't named very intelligently or, or with purpose, but. Well, the they names... named them in the order they found them. And so. Okay. And uh, do you have any history of like when we started discovering like these brain waves and what's going on? Or... Sure. In the 1800s, uh, German scientists uh, discovered alpha and actually discovered quite a few of the brain waves and then started to study what their functions were. And the first one he, he figured out was alpha. So that's why it's alpha. It's the first letter in the uh, alphabet, the, the Greek alphabet. So they started using it. And um, they built out, it's been scientists from all over have built out. Gamma was one of the last ones discovered. And that was discovered in like the 1960s, 1970s. And so uh, they don't know a lot about gamma. I've been one of the pioneers in understanding how gamma affects our lives and how we use it to connect to whatever, either God, spirit, or to what's happening on this podcast. It's the connection that's non-physical. Mm. So it's all mind, emotion, spirit. And that all happens in the really fast uh, brain waves. And when we're projecting outward, it happens at the top of our bodies and our heads. Mm. And so, like you were saying, the heart is perceiving and receiving. And this interaction in the wiring of our, our system, when it's in alignment, powered up by love, it gets more and more powerful. Mm. And so, and guess what? Guess what else is right there? The vagus nerve. So exactly. a lot of us are blocked because we don't, we don't chant, we don't talk, we don't, we don't share. We keep it blocked inside, and that's what I've basically committed to: is constantly sharing whatever it might be up here. I will share it or write it out, 
And I've reached the point, that's why I went to see you, is my clarity got so clear that basically when my gamma, I can feel my gamma waves actually oscillating my eyelids. Wow, that's great. Yes, so like having fluttering eyes, and it's on TikTok or whatever, but I have fluttering eyes at my highest. And for example, it's become very predictable, which is fun. I, you place me in the sun, Yes. boom, vitamin D activates oxytocin. Wow. So what I learned is actually my, my next book coming out is going to be the, uh, well, be the playfulness guidebook. And I'm also going to talk about DOS. So dopamine, endorphins, oxytocin, and serotonin. I love and it. It forms the beautiful uh, uh, four quadrants. And there's just so much beauty in those neurotransmitters um, when it comes to what is energy in the brain, right? What is pleasure in the brain? It's very related to those things. So we take cells and we make ionic channels. And when we have that, that's called a neuron. And those neurons with the dios, as you called it, make the, so potassium and salt goes out one of the ionized channels while a mixture of those hormones, those neurotransmitters, goes in next to it, which makes a spark at the frequency of gamma. So you're firing, what you're creating is the hormones that create gamma. And you did that by focusing on it, practicing it, eating the right foods, and being in the sun, which helps with all of those things. And so that's, uh, you're, you're going full circle with that. I love it. Well, it's, it's nice to tell people, hey, if you're pursuing enlightenment, there's a, this is what it looks like at the yes, end. Right? right? Over the wall, this is what it looks like. Your eyes will flicker at that gamma. And something else you can test is, uh, so this was humbling for me, and I'll share. Um, so I still believe in eternal life. I think we were talking about that when I came through. I think, uh, one, the, the, the science is just going to get better and better and better and better. And um, I believe with enough energy, we do self-heal um, very well. And I think, you know, the logic is there. Everyone knows they have a couple stressful years and they have gray hairs. They feel like they age. Everyone knows... Yeah. Maybe they go yeah, remote or they go live a different life and, and they're just so stress-free. They, everyone's like, oh, you look so much younger. So anyway, it's not just a number anymore. It's really more about your wellness and your energy. And going in reverse is possible. I think everyone's kind of seen it, right, when it comes to, I mean, look, anyone with these, with these uh, also all these services are trying to sell you that they can help reverse you or whatever. But at the end of the day, there's too many people on this earth for us not to figure out how to sustain ourselves. Do you know the number one reason why most people don't even ask the question or consider it? No. Because they're scared of what, they don't, they're scared of what that world would be. They don't enjoy their life enough to, to, to say, hey, I wouldn't mind living this life forever. I know, they're, they're in that ego brain of planning out their decades and seeing themselves age. And so it's all in the brain, right? They're, they believe it, they see it, their age. I believe it stability and, and, and basically uh, consistency of what I have and I'm seeing it. So basically, so from eternal life, okay, long story short, I did go in for some tests inside Tracker and I joked with Tom Brady about this. I, I thought I was going to have it tell me like I was 23, 24 because I look pretty young and, and I feel young. Um, but the how, funniest, how old are you? I'm uh, about to turn 31. All right. Doing great. Right? Yeah. So anyway, but here's the funniest part. Well, one, these services, they're not trying to give you a pat on the back. They, they want your money, too. Right, they want yes. you to, they want you they're not trying money. to tell you, oh, good job. Like, even for you, you were a bit disappointed. You're like, oh, your gamma waves are off the charts. Well, <laughs> see ya. It's like, you know, 
So it's like they're not looking to like like applaud me or anything. But what also humbled me, Tom, is my testosterone as a yogi who just pretty much meditated for a whole year, not doing much. It, it, my testosterone is what I got to get back on track, right? And ah. that's something on the chart that correlates with age. The good news is testosterone varies by man, like very, very different. What you really want is to maintain your, your grip on life. You want to maintain, you know, your, your workouts at the gym. You want to maintain yourself. But everyone's different, right? right? Some people are tall. Some people are short. Some people are whatever, right? But at, some, at some point, you just want to maintain what you've got. And, and there's some clear markers, right? So if you give anyone a clear line of sight, something they want to maintain, like a line of focus, and then you give them some controls, right? So they can go, which, so they can feel a lift or a, a drop, right? Like I know when I drive a, a car, my testosterone, it's very good for my testosterone. Right. When I hit the gym. I also know if I, you know, smoke weed or something, probably not so good for my testosterone, right? So once you've established controls and you have a line of sight of what you want, then you start feeling a bit empowered, right? To, to, to maintain that line of sight, like, right. a, like a pilot, maintaining the horizon. Follow the formula. And so as long as you have your controls, right? And so that's where those become your throttles, right? And you feel like, oh, I have, I have a certain amount of power and I'm, I'm not using all of it. And that's a great feeling too. So bottom line, they said I was 31, right? They just told me I was my age. And they also said my testosterone wasn't that high. Um, and so that was humbling for me. But what I realized is the GEOS that we just talked about, right. like those neurotrans, they don't necessarily turn into testosterone. Like that's what I expected, right? Oh. And I thought, I thought it would be like a precursor of some sort of oh, like dopamine. Okay. But no, that's not at all correlated. <laughs> but you know what is? What? Melatonin, Sleep, yeah. sleeping amazing. And you know what's also correlates with age? Your melatonin at night. And you know what's really not being tracked very well? Which we talked about that. We yeah. wanted to make a magic toilet that would... Exactly. Tom, hey, Tom. Tom should help jump in on this. I'm ready. We're going to make a toilet that will give you all sorts of awesome health metrics about how you sleep, how many times you pee at night, what, what you know, should you be drinking less, should you... It can also tell you your melatonin levels because that's... Your vitamins and minerals urine. and everything. Look, yeah. by the way, I also got... A test for the the, the cortisol levels. Yeah, I, I try to do it. It's like wake up and spit all this. Exactly. I don't want to spit in the morning that much saliva. I just like I didn't even have that much to give. Like, and so basically, I'm not. I think the I had a dream about oh we're gonna have a dios receptacles on the kitchen table so you can just kiss you can you can you can spit into the, into the receptacle and it'll tell you everything about how you're feeling stuff like that. Then I'm like, do we really need that? I think you can ask someone how they're feeling and they'll know how they're feeling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I think what's more important is to get that like passive feedback in an app somewhere. Oh, you've been peeing in this toilet without right. even, and then suddenly here's all this data for you. You get all the data. So yeah. Tom, let's work on that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Dios, you know why? One of my biggest discoveries of this year, which is just a scientific fact, but serotonin is the precursor, or it turns into melatonin. And upstream of serotonin is tryptophan, right. which is in protein, right? And so naturally, you know, feeling satiated turns into uh, satisfaction, serotonin, okay. turns into melatonin. It's a direct process to tryptophan, serotonin, melatonin. And you know what's cool? That is also correlated with age. And so it kind of makes sense that great dose can output into great sleep, which can basically maintain that line of great sleep where you don't age. So hmm. as long as you maintain your T and you maintain a melatonin level, those t that's my TM, like trademark, like TM. You want to maintain those two. 
because there's a whole bunch of health metrics out there. People are trying to tell you, you know, like what everything is. Um, but anyway, you know, that's like enough about me. So let's, let's get back to you here. Um, because also, by the way, I, I, my last thing is, so serotonin and uh, dopamine are actually smaller proteins, uh, amino acids than uh, endorphins and oxytocin. Right. So that's one reason I can actually notice, like when I take a cold shower, yeah. and like I get like endorphins and like dopamine, like, well, my, that, my, I, I flicker off a cold shower, and I flicker off the sun from the vitamin D and the oxytocin. So oxytocin endorphins are heavier molecules, which is why when those get ramped, those are like heavier More and they oscillate yeah. and they oscillate more and, and it's a stronger oscillation, enough to flicker my eyeballs, right? Because of the oxytocin. Uh, and by the way, oxytocin does not guarantee eternal life either. It actually increases in age. A lot of the older people have more familiarity and family and they have high oxytocin levels. But anyway, all right. I, this I is wasn't like, aware of that. This is like yeah. a, hey, so I'm not a complete idiot. I did do some studying this summer and I have a bunch of notes. And this is, this is like a preview of my, of my book, which will come out around the time of your book. Nice. My book will be much smaller and less, less uh, professional, but it will be uh, a consciousness download for everyone. I love it. Uh, but hey, let's, while we have each other here, let's, um, let's get to know each other. Uh, so I do frame all these like a, like, a, like a biography, and not every podcast does this. So we've just gone into a bunch of rambling, but I would love to be able to like craft a, a paragraph about you and... Um, about your story. And so you were born in Miami. Born and raised in Miami. I was born into a alcoholic home and uh, kind of grew up with a lot of hollowness in the home environment and, uh, you know, developed addiction issues, sleep issues, anxiety issues, depression. I had major depression for years. Uh, went through a lot of partying. I was, grew up in Miami in the eighties, went to college in the eighties and, uh, you know, Followed the lifestyle and ended up uh, not being able to stop the lifestyle. <laughs> and uh, I realized it wasn't going to help me much. So um, around 30, about your age now, is when I really started to pay attention to how I function and how to fix it. And I couldn't find the help I needed. And so by the time I was 35, uh, I started to study psychology. And I, before that, I had been really a data scientist a systems guy trying to figure out how to make things work better in business. And I did pretty well with that. And so when I was studying psychology, I learned how to cope with things and started to help other people do the same. And I cured myself with all of my addiction, my sleep issues and my depression issues and anxiety issues. And then I started helping other people. How do you cure yourself? Uh, through meditation, prayer, through positive thinking, through kind of a lot of things you were talking about, getting out in the sun, paying attention to uh, who I talked to, how I talked, uh, how I thought. Um, you know, I learned to be my own best friend instead of my own worst enemy. I learned to um, help others. And as I began to do more and more of that, I was working for a psychologist to uh, help teach people how to cope with the things in their lives. And uh, then I found the neuroscience, which then really helped me cure my sleep. So uh, I started studying. I went out and studied with the inventor of a, a neurofeedback system. And uh, I realized that neurofeedback and psychology are very subjective. And I'm a data science guy. And I'm like, uh, you can't study subjective data and then use a process and keep improving it. So I created a standardized program so that everybody who came through would be activating the same neurons for me to watch 
on the QEG equipment. And so what I noticed was, well, if I tell everybody to think about an Apple, they had different brainwaves. And as I started to discuss that with the patients, I realized that a lot of that has to do with their ego and their fear of apples, because it's not really about apples. And uh, we developed this program that started helping people learn how to practice living their life without anxiety. And soon their nervous system was getting them to change their lives, to eat the right foods, to work out more and do the things that supported that. And that's part of the natural process that this amazing body helps. So it's called the Supermind Method? Is that the one? Or it is our Supermind Method and it combines education, basically a little bit of psychological therapy that's fully integrated with neurobiofeedback. Okay, and how quickly can the brain <clears throat> change itself, like neuroplastic, neuroplasticize itself? So through our process, people have life-changing experiences in as little as five days. Huge. And stuff. you can see a change in the, in, like the brain will switch itself around? Big time. And I teach them how to maintain it with their mind. Right. So a lot of it has to do with the way you think. I mean, the reality is, is that if we're not intentional about it, our bodies might be in charge of how we think and function. Once we get intentional and practice being, you know, guiding ourselves how to do things, our nervous system adjusts and whatever we're practicing within 90 days becomes automatic. And the autonomic nervous system actually embodies it into your body to make it happen without you having to intentionally call it up. Right. And that's why you were, you know, the way you were able to increase your gammas was by practicing. By doing right. this routine and continually, you know, getting out in the sun and working out. So what he's talking about is, uh, so they did my, my resting gamma state. And he, he basically said I, it was the highest you'd seen, right? right. And, and then I was like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Well, the whole reason I came here was to, like, prove the power of prayer and all that. And it's like, we don't really have much to compare against. I don't think this is, like, breaking news. I don't know, like, who to... It's not like CNN's knocking here, so like... Well, I'll applaud you. You did great. <laughs> well, I, I mean... I can't, I mean, look, I've looked at thousands of people. And so you were successful at hitting the very top. Now. Well, it's just... It's fear to love and being in the now and, and, and outputting everything. And, it, and if you focus on expression and output, your brain will mold itself into literally outputting... Becoming a, a massive filter, basically, for what's around you. Well, and I think it's also... You got to believe in it and practice it and embody it. So you can't just think about it. You have to experience it so that your heart and your lungs and your stomach. Oh, well, yeah, it has to it. crystallize for a long time, right? Like, the, like so it's, it, it's, it's, I mean, neuroplasticity, we'll get into that. But what I wanted to prove was that my little prayer ritual, little, which I put on TikTok, but like me, and I do this sober as well in the sun. Um, <laughs> imagining someone smiling right and i believe that that geometry someone's face smiling that's how you long that's how you heal long distance actually because like what better outcome do we want than our closest friends and family with huge smiles and laughs on their face nice. like this smile right here i prayed for this just earlier today and not like it wouldn't have happened otherwise but i think there's more energy here i'm coming alive more right. as a preparation right so what do you want to happen right what do you want to happen and you have to reflect on that and what do we want but massive smiles for the whole world, right? But you have to say, or what are you going to say? Well, and I think you feel it too. 
when you're doing that, you don't just think about it. You feel it. Of course. I feel yeah. You feel everything, man. Wow. Well, a lot of people don't. So that's oh, important. By the way, the only way you get the highest gamma waves like, in the world is by feeling everything. I mean, exactly. look. like, like you're, The whole point is to not have that pocket anymore right. where you get stuck in. Yes. The pocket does not activate it. I, I, it's fire a, it all up. Well, it's a circuit, right? Yeah. It's a circuit. It's a filter. And most people are just getting stuck in that pocket. And then when their brain imagines... Look, the second you use your imagination... Your whole autonomic, your whole nervous system doesn't really know the true difference, right? If you think about going somewhere else, your body starts preparing energy to go somewhere else. Cortisol builds up, insulin builds up, and then when you don't go anywhere else, yeah, that's when like the you know you get the whatever. You know what I'm saying? There have actually been lots of studies to prove that. So yeah, basically supported by the science. Imagination preps your body to flee and flight, and then when you don't. It basically has a bunch of dirty dopes like in your system that, that need to be cleared out, and it becomes very polluted, basically. Your bloodstream does become polluted by a brain well, that's always at, trying to go somewhere else. So you're right? actually creating neurons for the purpose, then you don't use them. Right. So they're just sitting around. It's a waste. Yeah. Okay, so that's, okay, that's the other like thing. like inactive neurons just floating around getting in the way of everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, it's just a dirty stream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so a beautiful, clean stream, let me tell you what it looks like. That's actually beautiful. One of the, one of the takeaways from Inside Tracker was that at first I was a little worried, like my cholesterol, I looked at it, my, my, my bad cholesterol is like normal, good, whatever. My good cholesterol is like top of the charts because that's the pleasure hormones that I've been studying on for like two years, right? And so I'm about to be done with all this hedonism, pleasure, I'm about impact and outcomes next year. But I did reach my goal of, and basically if you wanna maximize the pleasure in your brain, it does result in love, vibrations, unreal. You can talk to Jeff about it and myself. But also, more importantly, you can take a blood test and it'll tell you that your good cholesterol is off the charts because that means your body is making, um, basically these neurotransmitters are, are somewhat part of the, uh, they're, they're very similar to the good cholesterol. So the tryptophan and cholesterol is part of the precursors for serotonin dopamine. Right. Right. So, if, 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 so those are the building blocks for yes. all the hormones. So if you take a blood test, it'll, if you have amazing good cholesterol, it pretty oh, much yeah. means you're feeling amazing. You're hitting So it. you can almost correlate pleasure and good cholesterol, which yeah. is interesting. Because yeah. that's like, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like a discovery because like it's more trackable. Than, and a lot of people do check their cholesterol. Yes. I have actually also seen brains where there's hedonistic driven pleasure, where they're not feeling it. They only feel it when they're doing something, where they the uh, the blood test show the, almost the opposite because they're not getting the alpha, the serotonin to the back of their brain where they can feel it. So it causes a confusion and disconnect. Okay. Uh, well, that's a different situation. Okay, well, I, 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 you mentioned hedonism. Okay, so basically, what did I pursue to make my brain like this? I, I got to say, like, I, I'm not proud of how far I went into the nirvana space because nirvana is nirvana, and I went there. Well, the and... important thing is, <laughs> is, is you spend a lot of time enjoying it. Right, but, but it's very selfish. Okay, It's look, important to enjoy it, though. That's, I just want to add that's super important. I did it. enjoy all of it, okay? Um, all of my solitude and you know what's That's funny key. like it was like solitary confinement a lot of it was and the amount of time I was alone and wow. but at the same time it's a different world now uh, I just noticed in the news like like they're being better about shifting prisons away from solitary confinement and I was even empathizing with people in prison I was like I, I'm gonna help these people with my guidebook someday because I, I want to help everybody but like 
If you can help somebody in prison with your book, you can help someone in the free world with your book. It's very powerful. Yeah. But the good news is, I think it's also I was I am I am the mirror of the world. Meaning, remote inflation. I felt every single bit of that. Like you have no idea, and it's a lot of personal stuff. But basically, the world is headed towards a much better place where I think remote work is trending down. I just went back to a nine to five, which will be part of my book as well. And that's been very humbling, but also energizing after I got you know adjusted. But the reality is we're back to being more together with no more COVID, right? Right. Um, so we're back to having a bit more togetherness, a bit less isolation. Um, but we're also, you know, we're, we're headed towards a world where, uh, you know, we have to be aware of our effects in, in the environment. And I think for us to realize our inherent power to have a rippling effect like that. So, so look, when I pray, and, and I basically was able to, know, to, to, to prove that, what did I, double or triple the gamma waves when I did my prayer ritual? It was ritual? four times normal. It was like four times bigger when I did my ohms. My, and so I actively increased the love with an intention, right? So here's the thing, though, Jeff. So I studied nirvana, right? I got my brain plastified, whatever. But still... It doesn't automatically turn into value, into life coach students, into transformations. So mm. It doesn't necessarily, that's what I mean. Like now I'm descending, uh, I'm looking to descend into more alpha a little bit. Um, okay. And I'm looking to contribute more. So do you have any words of advice for me? Because you studied me, uh, you know me a bit. How can I serve the world considering I have changed my brain to love? Well, keep telling people what you've experienced and how to get there. Provide that process for other people to copy and practice. And know that everybody can use some love. And it's important to continue to do what you do to love yourself first. When you've got complete wholeness in sync with yourself, that is the best space to, be able to, be, to love others and be of service. So when we show up having no need because we've been loving ourselves and creating the perfect internal world, we can be of full service to others and not need anything from anybody else. Okay, that's great and all, Jeff. I want your lead gen advice because I'm terrible at selling myself. When it, hey, when it comes to selling something else, I will get on the phones, I will, mm-hmm. I will, con- I will test out the alchemy, I love it. I love putting my harmony in, in, a, in, a, in a new situation, right? And it works very well, but you can't cold call for life coach students. And I've just been terrible at it. I have had successful life coach students, okay? So I'm, I'm not a fraud. Like, it's right. been done, right? Yes. And so I'm just still stuck at, like, how the hell? What's going on here? Like, like any words of advice there? Like, for how you, okay, you met a psychologist. You started helping there. You partnered, uh, right? Right. So do you, have any, do you have any overflow clients you can share with me? <laughs> <laughs> I might. We'll, uh, we'll have to talk about that. I, um, you know, keep putting out the content. Because when the content is out there, people search for what they're seeking, and you'll pop up at the right time in the right place for enough people so you'll have enough clients. You can't just put out content. Uh, any, I mean, look, the podcast, there's lots of hours of stuff out there, and there's so much noise in this world nowadays, Jeff. You know you can't just put out content and have it be found anymore. Like, it has to be with the right tag words or keywords. or You know, you have to be thoughtful about it. So I, well, I, I agree. I'm yes. greedy for this. I want more advice for this, for the lead for the gen. business side? Wow, I believe plenty in myself, Jeff. It's more about how the hell do I get myself in front of the people so I can like, you know, like, like have them try me out. You well, know? It's, like, you know, look for the biggest 
uh, searched words and make sure your content is tagging those words and is right on point for what people are struggling. Is that what you do with, with Supermind? Like, well, I've done it for years with it's my, SEO or yeah, all the SEO on anxiety, depression, sleep, and then all the issues around it and all the struggles that are involved with that, so that people are searching. You know, how do I handle having kids? That's a tough thing. How do I handle having divorce? How do I handle having you know? How do I handle car accidents? All the things of life that are pain points where people get into, which is happening everywhere, every day, where they want to get a solution where you can say, hey, I've been there, I've done that. Let me help you out. I know what it is. Yeah, and I learned this from sales, uh, gap selling. No problem, no sale. And when you're too in nirvana, you barely have the capacity to empathize with people's like traumas. And stuff. However, you can remember. And then once you remember, you can feel it which creates the empathy. That's one of the, my greatest assets is all the horrible things I've been through. And I think that's where I'm falling short. Is I've been too many good things. Somewhat spoiled, here. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't think anyone even wants to hear this. So it's like, that's my biggest, like... like, like uh, However, that's a pain point. Right what, there is that, a great pain point. Well, look, I've been in very dark places, but... Uh, and that happens re- without the bad things happening. And that's a great thing to talk about, is those dark places. I know, but I just never want to go there again. I think that's what you have to, you have to go descend enough to empathize to like, pull people back like up with fear. you. No, oh, yeah, I think I need to, yeah, there you go. Start uh, love, it could be. That's an asset of yours. What? Those dark places that you've been in. Start to love that. That's an important asset for you. I know. I, I like. I can go back to those places and exactly. be of service. Exactly. And that would give me a lot of ideas. And when people are in that space and you're you're able to tap into it, they can feel it because they, they know that you yeah. know because you've been there. Exactly. And they and just telling someone that you've been there. And by the way, this is why you know how I've reached this point actually, because every point where I've been in those dark places, I was constantly reminding myself. That I was growing in my empathy. Wow. Nice. And that's how I did it. Okay. Well, there you go. Because every dark moment I said, oh, who else is in this boat? Oh, how can I? This is going to help me because I'm going to have had this experience so I can help others. But so I, that's I think... great content right there. I think there's probably hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people that don't understand what you meant by the words, I was able to grow in my empathy. That is great stuff. I mean, that's great, well, valuable knowledge to put out there for everybody. All right. Still, you have to set the times in your day to really reflect, you know, about who you who you can help out there down the mountain and how you can empathize a bit with their situation. It's not easy, right? When you're, it's so easy nowadays to shelter ourselves from the problems of the world, to live a little private nirvana. You know, I've done it. And the reality is the money falls short eventually because you're not adding value to the world. You have to be willing to descend and look down with compassion. And so I think for me, a simple adjustment might just be setting a time in the week to do a little play with the SEO, right? Is that what you're saying? Like learn to play with SEO? Actually, a simple half hour a day would, would get it done. Yeah. I used to come in in the morning and type up the types of issues I was helping with my clients. Mm. And so, I mean, I had clients with the issues, so other people were searching the same issues. So, sorry okay, to pop let's, up. Okay, this is what I'll, yeah, we'll, I'll get back to you next week on this one. Yeah, see what I mean? By the way, this is one of my lessons for the world. Uh, education and learning is all about integration, right? Think about oh, yeah. learning a name. 
Do you, if you are learning your name and you're worried about how you respond or what's going on, it happens so fast, you're not going to remember, right? You have to connect it. You have to integrate it to something in your brain that it's a stronger connection. And so how do you integrate a lesson? So you just told me a bunch of stuff about how I need to empathize more, whatever. And I'm like, you know, that's great and all, but I have, to, I have it so good here. Like, like I barely even am in the mood to empathize, you know? <laughs> but I, you have to set the time exactly. in the week to have those moments of compassion and offer yourself, right? And so that's a lesson about integration. Now I'm gonna have a new ritual every week where I play with SEO and I look at it as a play and you will be my coach. You will, okay. you will help me through it. And spend some time meditating on those dark moments so that you can then communicate what that was about and the empathy that you were learning and how you got through it. That's really valuable. So, and people are looking for that. Because they haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. Actually, a lot of people aren't even aware that they're going through what you're talking about. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I, I, was, I guess I wasn't in these dark places that long. And I, I think the whole time I saw it as like a funny joke. So like, I think I'm a little unique in that. Like, I also saw these as moments of spiritual conversion as well. And I think it, it just happened like automatically for me. And I, I just... What, what I realize is I can't expect everyone else to have that same experience. No. Everyone's not me. Doesn't like, you know. And by the way, when I say I've been to dark places, like one example, my mom won't like hearing this, but yeah, I like slept, drove uh, through this construction site at night and I woke up in jail and okay. I had no recollection. Wow. And I was, I did not blame myself. That's the key though. That's lucky, yeah. The key is that I saw it as out of my control since I didn't do it intent, I, I had no recollection. Okay. And, it was, and, and, and I saw it as a funny joke. It's good, because I was going to ask you, who did you blame? <laughs> no, and that's, that's my covenant. That's one of my covenants. So there's two-sided covenant. Right. You'll, you'll keep hearing this from me, guys. It's like a sword. It's okay, here's your sword against life. All that, all that God, all that the world wants from you is that, one, you do your best to stay present and listen and in the now. If that means sharing what's on your mind, if that means saying an affirmation, if it means voicing it out to God, whatever, listening. And then if that seems too hard, because sometimes it can seem a little overwhelming, like, oh, I really have to live with no thoughts, like, mm, just don't complain, right? So anyhow, uh, you know, it, and... I'm enjoying that powerful sword of forgiveness, the trails. Okay, the trail of forgiveness is uh, also related to the covenant of, of not complaining, but one of my, it's, it's part of my first guidebook, which I think someday people will go back and read my first guidebook, since it was very foundational for me, even. Um, but the trail of forgiveness is basically... Um, realizing um, that every day there's certain moments that happen that you could say are imperfect or not ideal. And the reality is that's always going to happen. That's called learning. You only learn from kind of like screwing up, right? I like that. And so what you have to remember is like the first few times you might like be really hard on yourself or have OCD and you just have to push through and we all push through those moments. But then to push through even faster and faster every day, just remember that trail of forgiveness that you've already forgiven things earlier in the day. You are imperfect. So you not have to keep up this like super pristine slate of your day. No, like you already fucked up. So just, you know, move on even faster, you know? And so that's when you start really speeding along the trail of discovery because you're not so hard on yourself. You forgive rapid. So like, Ever faster forgiveness is like one of my favorite mantras. And I think that's a sign of enlightenment because, look, I'm not saying I'm perfect. Every day I have moments where I screw up, right? But the, the speed with which 
I push forward and how much I don't blame myself, I lose very little energy. I almost gain energy because I, I gain a lesson, right? Right. So, all right. I like to say that the perfect human is imperfect. Yes. And always improving. Look at our skin. You look close enough, you'll find a blemish or something. You look at, and I always, here's a little image I love. You know that elephant, like a, like a majestic elephant, and you look close and it has all these scars, and you're like, wow. Like, you know, like, we're like that, you know. And nothing, there's little, it's really mm -hmm. all in your perspective as well. Like, you know, like, you can call it a blemish or you can call it a detail, right, of your character. Or, or a room for improvement. Or a room for improvement. So... All right, so we have a couple minutes left here. Um, I have one question. How, how do you think we're going to motivate? Because the more AI takes over and, and the more we automate things, I believe what's going to become more, more important is human capital, like true, uh, true art and, and care and creativity and uh, mental health and, and, and the, the care economy, right? And so what I've noticed is like not many of us have the disposable income necessarily to afford a life coach but some people do and some people still choose not to have someone pushing them forward uh, keeping them accountable on growth goals you know I feel like a therapist can be often more of an insurance whereas a life coach is about your future it's about your joy it's about charting a new a new uh, life for yourself and and being willing to grow you know so what would you say how, how are we going to wake up this world to to not to not cringing at the word life coach, you know, like. I believe that having a life coach is as important as eating every day. So as soon as people realize that they're going to run into things in their life and not know how to optimize that moment of their day, they will be moving more and more towards life coaches. I think that. It's getting more and more public that everybody who's at the top, that people want to, you know, live their lives like they do, have somebody guiding them. They didn't get there by accident. <laughs> Everybody's had a guide. It isn't, there's no accidental, you know, uh, path to fame. And so that's why life coaches are so important. And the more we talk about it, the more that people get that knowledge, I think that uh, life coaches will become more of the daily, uh, you know, thing that people turn to? I don't know. Yes and no, man. I think sometimes it's so easy to, uh, to spend on material things or it's so easy. I mean, life coach is only going to challenge you to grow and it's not necessarily easy all the time, right? I mean, it's like a lot of people just, by the way, maybe they're feeling, you know, like overwhelmed from their nine to five and it's like, why... Do I even have space for a life coach and other goals, you know? Like, but I think, I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think there's nothing wrong with therapy either. But, yeah, I'm just wondering. I'm still wondering, you know, how to find uh, the vein of, of value and, 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 and offering. And, and I think that SEO will be big. So, um, but yeah, I guess uh, one other question I prepared. Um, what do you think is, like, one of the most common? I think we, we probably started off this podcast like this, but... What's one of the most common misconceptions about the brain? That what you say gets imprinted in your brain. People don't pay attention to that. So they're running around spewing bad things, and those words are getting imprinted inside of their body. Right. Everything, everything has an effect. That's one of my favorite mantras. You know, uh -huh. all it has an effect. And so you're right. Like the self-talk is so powerful. So The everyone... ones you say out loud are the ones you also say when you're thinking in your brain. 
Right, so, it reverberates, right? right. And so, so how you judge, how you spew, you turn on yourself through your subconscious in your own brain. And people don't realize that. That's huge. So start to spew love and you're starting to enjoy love on the inside. So I have mantras for practically every topic you could want. Nice. And I have a sgbapp.com. You can see a tree, a link tree of mantras. Okay, I um, like it. I'm working on an app, uh, an AI Simba Consoler. It's an SGB Consoler app. So <clears throat> it'll be with AI. You'll talk into it, say, oh, I'm feeling sad that my mom, blah, blah, blah. And then it'll say like a bunch of mantras. And then you can like pause on one of them and have it like reverberate with like cool sounds. And like it'll just keep changing to keep you interested and, and healing you. Which That's my version of what you Which you're will doing. create the positive neuropathways in your brain to create the positive energy of the DOs. Yes. So, all right, we're both in this, we're working on the same kind of thing here, man. How can we work together, man? What's the, uh, how can we uh, create even more partnership? I'm sure that the opportunities will be coming. We will be working together. Yeah? No, it comes from demand, you know. I think that's one of my focuses next year is like realizing like there's no passion really without demand. You know, passion and demand come very, so you imagine someone who's super passionate about what they do. It's because they know how much value they're offering. They know how many balls would be dropped if they didn't show up that day. Exactly. Right? And so the, being willing to take on responsibility or to want more or to have ambition for outcome, that creates passion. And that is really related to having demand for yourself. So then how do you create demand for yourself? Well, you just have to give stuff that's just so good people can't resist, right? Um, so have you ever had those moments in Supermind where people are just wild, like, like, you were giving them something they couldn't resist? Uh, well, hopefully. I think uh, well, how every do you day, sell? How do you, Where's the selling moment for you when they say, oh, I'm going to spend all this money with G? Like, what's that moment where they say, yeah, I'm going to do it? Well, when, they identif when I identify their pain points, the things that are making them suffer. Now, a lot of people already know that when they come to me. And then show them in their nervous system how I'm going to give them the benefit to that and then up-level it and put them in charge of what caused the problems in the first place. So you do give them some serious visuals on like, hey, this is you, and this is what you can be. Right. So you give them a before and after quite clear. Right. And I think that's part and, of your secret. And I guarantee my services. How many life coaches, therapy places can do that? You guarantee the transformation yes. of the brain. I, I provide an objective scoring of states of mind and if you don't reach 20% better, which is really manifest to your life being 100% better, quite frankly, then we'll give you back half of the money you spent with us. So your objectivity is part of your secret. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because of the data. And so I would love the same. Can I say, can I make the same claim? Like have them come to you and say, hey, like, hey, Tom, like you'll go with G and then in two months we'll check back. Yes. So, like, I can develop my own methods of transformation right. as and well. Right, and I can objectively measure their nervous system for you so you can provide those ah. same guarantees. I think, mo I think life coaches could use your services more. Hell yeah. Say, hey, I actually, <clears throat> all my past clients, this is what we've observed, and now I can practically guarantee it or your money back. And so here's where we're going to go test it out. But still, like, do you agree? Others, there's many methods of doing what you do with changing the brain I'm more of None like None of a, them are as effective as mine was. So you have a lot of pride of yours. I I'm more of like a biblical guy, right? So I get inspired by uh, Dios and, and all that. That's um, powerful. What you're doing is powerful. Yes, and so it's different maybe, but... Exactly. Um, you know, I'm, I'm interested... 
how actually I asked you this question before, but uh, neuroplasticity. So I read, you know, I've studied the Bible so hardcore that it's ingrained in me much respect, much joy when I read the words, all of it. Um, but there's transformations there in the Bible that happen so fast. Um, now, ha- how fast could neuroplasticity get? Could it be almost in, like when you say when people have spiritual conversion experiences? Is there neuroplasticity happening there? Oh yeah, like super Definitely. fast. Like, yeah. Well, it's yeah. It's I mean everything's traveling inside of you at the speed of light, so your transformation can be that fast. The brain can reorganize reorganize oh, yeah. itself super fast, right? Oh yeah, certainly. So actually, it does very often in trauma. Right. That's why people happens. don't recover from that. And so it goes we, negatively. Right. It negatively re, re okay. Exactly. There you go. Just like trauma can ruin brains. We do it the other way the around. Conversion, spiritual conversion can happen just as fast. Uh, I don't, my system doesn't do that. Yours may. Mine, mine does not. I think my system would be more lightning fast. Yeah. Okay. Because I focus mine, on. Mine's going to take days. Mine's going to, you know, three to five days. Okay. You may be able to do it instantaneously. You're, you're in the middle zone, yeah. Either, yeah. either mine's lightning fast or it's like a three, four month like coaching process. You and know? by the end of 2024, I will promise you that you'll have one of my beta units. So you'll be able to use our technology. EEG? Yes. Like in the home? A portable one. So in, I, in your office? I can play with it? With your clients. Oh, it's so good. This I'll is get, what I want. You'll, yeah, you'll be one of my beta testers. Before we work on the toilet Before together. I bring it out to the world. And then the toilet will probably come next, in the year after that. <laughs> We're not in a hurry for eternal life proving anymore. No, I, I'm over it. But no, the, the, the toilet sensor will be a thing very soon because it's just, there's too much data there going unnoticed. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's, oh, a, it's, honestly, there's probably people working on something right now. Yeah, I agree. But still, um, so the toilet's coming, the EEG's coming. Uh, wow, it's, it's gonna be fun to play with these numbers. Exactly. Which the biggest lesson I'm learning from you is okay. In Nirvana, it's fun to put behind numbers, put behind time, right? You get spaced out. And in space, there's no very few numbers, right? We created numbers, right? And so you know, of course, there's numbers in the animal kingdom. Oh, uh, uh, a pack of three, uh, a horde of this. But like, still, at the end of the day. Uh, game gamification is very very related to objectivity of numbers and exactly so you can't shy away from it if you're going to be playful and have a life you know so that's my focus for this year get uh, learn from you your objectivity um, your SEO skills wizardry um, okay last question so this is like a, a preview for the next book um, the book is about playfulness um, it has you know topics such as you know like creativity uh relationships um you know like tempo and uh hope for the world like what do you think the world needs to hear what are like two or three themes that uh, you think would be helpful for the world it's time to enjoy living and if you want to enjoy living it's important to enjoy living so enjoyment i mean that's that's kind of like what i'm all about but i guess the way the world is now um is our animal instincts are, the world has developed and our animal instincts are still getting in the way of being able to enjoy how much we've developed. And so it's important to elevate our nervous system to live from a higher frequency, which is love, faith, spirit. Those are higher frequencies. The flesh frequencies are the lower frequencies. I think it's really just hope. I think hope, and that's what my own life coach told me is, People need a vision of hope. They need to know that the world, like we are getting better. And you know, you look at how we were living a hundred years ago. If you re- do, you really want that? 
Like, no, you don't actually want that. So then what do you think in 100 years how we're going to be like, hmm. we're going to be like, no, I can't believe we never, we live without this AI, whatever, whatever, whatever thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so we are getting better. We just, like, we're so hard on ourselves. It's ridiculous. But I think that's the number one lesson is let's enjoy our trajectory here. Uh, we've done pretty well. And it's, we're not, overall, you can look at anything you want. You can look at negativity all day, positivity all day. But in the grand scheme, you know, the world is on this, when it comes to joy, when it comes to joy, and we have been on a positive trajectory for a long time. The world it, has it been seem raising. To be, it doesn't seem to be changing. So there's more joy coming soon, guys. Keep your heads up. We're in the winning right? process. <laughs> Thank you, G, for coming through. Thank you, man.